Welcome to FitBite, the mini series on the Fit Design podcast where we take bite-sized pieces of the fit design content you love on all things sportswear design, graphic design, manufacturing, and logistics and break them down for you into easy to understand bite-sized episodes. What's up, design family, and welcome back to another episode of FitBite, the mini series on the Fit Design Podcast, where we take bite-sized pieces of the Fit Design content you love and break it down for you into easy-to-understand bite-sized episodes. On today's episode, I'll take you guys through my top five must-have accessories as a modern fashion designer. I use the word modern because I'm not classically trained in fashion design, and I find that the tips and tricks that I'll be sharing today can be used by veterans and newcomers alike. The fashion space is extremely interesting and it's constantly changing. I think we're going through a new era when it comes to fashion design and our workflow incorporates a lot of tools that I think traditional fashion designers might not be looking at. So this episode will go through top five accessories that I use on a day-to-day basis and hopefully you guys can take away something from this episode and incorporate it into your own workflows. Number one, when it comes to accessories that I can't live without as a fashion designer, is going to be my fiberglass tailor tape. I love the fiberglass tailor tape because number one, the fiberglass makes it flexible and extremely durable. You can have one of these for years and years to come and it will stand the test of time. At the same time, the flexibility allows me to use this in a variety of scenarios. I don't only need to have a flat surface to measure on, whether I'm measuring on a flat surface going from point to point, or I'm measuring on a mannequin or a model, the flexibility allows me to accommodate to the contours of the body to get an accurate measurement. Also, the flexibility means that these tailor tapes are extremely compact. I can roll them up and store them in a closet, a cabinet, in my drawer, I can store them pretty much anywhere. So having access to these at all times is essential. I also love the fact that it has a imperial system, so it's denominated in inches on the front and the metric system on the back. If you're working in the US, you'll be working with inches. If you're working in other parts of the world, you'll be working in the metric system. I also like that I'm able to make conversions on the fly. Let's just say I have measurements that are in centimeters or millimeters. I'm able to flip it over and without using Siri or making a conversion, I can kind of see how much 10 centimeters is. Oh, it's approximately three and three quarters of an inch. Also, it has up to an eighth of an inch on the tape, which honestly I think is more than enough when it comes to creating generalized measurements. When it comes to creating like the center back length, the collar width, all of these overall measurements that are going to help you fit your garment, you're not going to need more than an eighth of an inch. Yes, you can go down to a 16th or a 32nd, but I think those tolerances are pretty tight, especially when you're using human measurements. Go up to an eighth, that's all you need. It doesn't overload you with information. So I can't recommend these enough. I honestly don't leave the office without them, even when I'm going on business. Just having access to this at all times has severely or allowed me to be accurate with my measurements and to fit my garments down to the last inch. Number two is a fashion dictionary. So this is called the Fashionpedia. It's made by a company called Fashionary. I love this book and they call it the Visual Dictionary of Fashion Design. I love it because it allows me to maintain consistency across all of my detailing. As you know, creating tech packs is an integral part of any fashion design process and being able to have the consistency and making sure that you're calling things by the right names is going to give you not only the internal consistency, but is going to make sure that your tech packs and your documentation 
are able to be shared across different platforms and to have that information be understood time and time again. I love this book. Honestly, it's so well illustrated. It goes pretty much through everything through go it goes through history it goes through many different styles it goes through different apparel types detailing hardware trims textiles it even delves into beauty how to take certain measurements and in general it is a great reference and it's a great starting point for any fashion designer yes you can get a lot more detailed than this but i think it covers 99% of the information that you need to know going into the fashion design space. I can't recommend it enough. It's so well put together. Honestly, this is not a sponsored post because I am a true believer of this book. I use it all the time. I keep it at my desk and I always refer to it. I wanna make sure that the information I'm providing on my tech packs, the information I'm providing to my team, my clients is accurate and it is consistent. And this is the book to help me get there. And number three is a physical color code book. So this codebook is made by a company called Coloro, and essentially what is so nice about this book is they have the colored swatches for each color that they offer physically available in the book. And this is a huge plus for any digital fashion designer. And I'll explain why. When it comes to selecting colors, the beauty of any specific color is its vibrancy, its luminosity, its lightness making sure that that accurately translates from your digital screen when you're putting together your palettes into the physical product is so important. And anyone who's worked in the digital fashion space will know that that sometimes does not happen. You can select a color and have that color look so beautiful and so vibrant and in real life, it just does not translate. Having access to a physical color book where these color codes are actually pre-dyed allows you to make a visual representation or allows you to get a physical representation of how that digital color looks like in real life. A lot of these companies will have digital platforms where you can also select these colors from. So you can almost compare what you see on screen to what you see in real life and having access to these code books, though extremely expensive is going to save you a lot of time when it comes to the sampling and the manufacturing process. It's also going to mean that you can select your color palettes with a lot more consistency and confidence going into your sampling process, knowing that your colors are going to turn out extremely accurate. Yes, companies like Pantone also offer something similar. The reason I personally prefer Coloro over Pantone is number one, I think Coloro's online app is a much better platform. It's a lot more user-friendly. You can create swatches easily. At the same time, once you select a specific color, it has great, great kind of like a great system where it'll suggest homogenous palettes for you. Um, it'll suggest very similar colors that if you want to go a shade darker or a shade lighter. Also, the way that Coloro structures its colors is a lot more constructed and uniform than Pantone. With Pantone, you can have almost 20, 30 different color books, whether it's the TCX or the Pantone Solid Coder or the Uncoded. And each of these books has its specific use, but honestly, it can get quite overwhelming. And I find that the TCX option, which is what Pantone offers, is quite limited co compared to Coloro. Coloro just has a lot more shades. Whereas you'll notice you have shade red here and shade red here with Pantone, and those are the nearest shades. With Coloro, you almost get two additional shades between those shades. So that gives you a lot more flexibility and it gives you the ability to really hone in on what color you want in your palette. I can't recommend it enough. Check it out, Coloro. Number four is a quite simple one, and it is a rollable hanger rack. 
I love this rack specifically because it allows me to put up all of my fabric references, my fit references, and the physical samples that I've received after creating tech packs for products. And the reason that it is such an integral part of that process is fashion is iterative. Once you create your initial design, that goes off to the factory, you create a prototype out of it for fit adjustments, for fabric adjustments. So having access to those pieces at all times near your working space eliminates the friction from that. It gives you access to your integral pieces at all times to make key executive decisions on your designs and how you develop them. Also, the rollable aspect of it. Why is a rollable rack a lot more important than a static rack? Well, it's that collaborative experience that fashion design brings with it. As fashion designers, we work as part of a team and being able to wheel out this rack to another space when I'm, when I'm presenting a new collection or when I'm trying to share team feedback is going to be a key part of that collaborative process and that iterative process. So I won't get into it too much, but I highly recommend a rack. Make sure you get a rack with good wheels on it so that you can move it easily without scuffing up your floors. And this one is just a generic rack, but it's honestly a big plus and I can't recommend it enough. Last but not least, and if you guys are viewers of this channel, you will have heard me mention this product many, many times before, is an iPad Pro. This is an iPad Pro with the complete setup, so it has the case and a pen. And honestly, this entire setup has just made me a much better digital designer than I could have ever envisioned. I'm someone who doesn't personally think that they are a good sketcher, but when it comes to drawing on the iPad, I'm able to create extremely professional and accurate looking technical drawings that really allow me to get my role and the ideas that I have across. The drawings that I'm able to create on here, three, four years ago, I would have never dreamed. And honestly, I would have thought that these are the works of a very experienced and talented designer. Whereas here, I'm able to create amazing drawings with my limited skill set using apps like Procreate. I'm not gonna get into it too much, but an app like Procreate allows me to use things like the Symmetry tool to create flat views in half the time by being able to automatically, as I'm drawing, use a symmetry line to project my lines reflected on the other side. I also love the variety of pen tips that I'm able to use to create different strokes, effects, wrinkles, shades, shadows, the outlines. There's also a great streamline feature on Procreate that allows me to take away the jitter out of my drawing, out of the strokes that I'm drawing, which makes my drawings look a lot more pristine and precise and well put together. I also can't recommend the double tap, triple tap feature enough in Procreate. Honestly, Without the double tap, triple tap feature, my drawings would not look the way they do because I'm able to draw the same line three, four, five, sometimes 10 times and undo and, and redraw seamlessly with little time without having to erase. And that allows the finished product to look so much better. I've also noticed by having that ability to redraw and draw a line over and over, my pen strokes have gotten much more precise and concise over time. It's something that I'm trying to get better at, but having that ability to redo and try over and over again has allowed me to actually hone in on my drawing skills more and more. So I can't recommend it enough. Also, I have a paper-like screen protector on here. You know, it's not the best paper screen protector out there. It's a little bit expensive. So I don't recommend the paper light specifically. There are other cheaper options that I definitely recommend out there, but this specific one, you know, it allows me to get a more natural feel when I'm drawing with a pen tip. Yes, with the Apple pen drawing on glass, it can feel kind of weird sometimes. 
So having something with a bit more grit is going to go a long way towards making you feel more comfortable drawing. Also, why the iPad as opposed to like a Wacom tablet or a Huon? It's the compatibility. It's the ability to seamlessly share my digital work onto my MacBook to continue working or to be able to cooperate or coordinate with my team or my clients and having that seamless ability to transfer files through messages or through AirDrop just takes away the headache, takes away that friction. And I think it empowers you to be a better designer. It allows you to bring out the best in yourself. I definitely find technology is at its best when it fades away to the background and it allows you to just be 100% yourself and you almost forget that you're using something. You just feel like you're drawing. So I can't recommend the iPad enough. If you guys haven't invested in one, I definitely recommend one. It doesn't have to be the Pro. There's a great iPad, the new iPad or the iPad Air is a great option. It has the laminated screen. It has the modern look. It's extremely thin. It's beautiful. And it's honestly budget friendly, especially when you're comparing it to some of the very similar tablets that honestly don't perform as well. So I highly recommend it. If you're looking at getting into the digital fashion space, go for it. I don't think a lot of schools push digital tools enough and I'm definitely a proponent. The iPad Pro cannot recommend it enough. Well, that's pretty much it guys. That is a wrap. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the top five must-have accessories for the modern fashion designer. If you guys learned a thing or two, please consider leaving a review and letting us know which of the five accessories you found most useful. Also, consider tuning in next week where we'll put out another great FitBite and you guys won't want to miss that. Thank you guys once again for tuning into this episode of FitBite. Until next week's, stay awesome. We hope you enjoyed this episode of FitBite. If you did, please consider leaving a review below. It really does help us out. Let us know what episodes you want to see next. And until next time, stay awesome.